Though I'm an employee of Ronald Blue Trust, Talking Money represents my individual views and not those of my employer or any sponsor of the program. During the program, I may discuss market trends as well as specific financial planning techniques and investment ideas. These discussions are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations to any individual or organization. Work with your attorney or accounting or investment professional for specific individual advice and services. Any securities or investment products discussed on Talking Money are not insured by the FDIC, are not a deposit or other obligation of or guaranteed by any bank, and are subject to investment risks, including possible loss of principal amount invested. And welcome to Talking Money. This is Certified Financial Planner Mike Miller, your host for today. So glad you're with us, and we have an opportunity to listen also live, of course, 10 o'clock every Saturday morning here on WGTK 94.5 The Answer. And those of you who are not in the immediate listening area can always listen to us live by getting the app from WGTK through the App Store. That works as well. And those of you who may be listening on a podcast, and many people listen on podcasts, and we're starting to generate more um, interest and put out more of the Talking Money radio programs on on podcasts in, in other areas of the country, especially in Charlotte. So if you're joining us from Charlotte, we are welcome you as well. And if you are new to Talking Money, a quick reminder, this is not a sales program. We are not here to try to to get you in and then try to get you to buy some insurance or some gold or something else. Uh, I know there's many programs out there that are sales programs. We are not a sales program. This is education. So we get questions. And, of course, we love to have people call in while we're on live. 877-235-9405 is our, is our toll-free number while we're in the studio. And also, it's, we, we can send text, but since we're doing things remotely now because of the coronavirus, that uh, makes it a little bit harder to get a text. So we, we always appreciate the call. But if you are listening on a podcast, you can always just go to Mike at TalkingMoneyRadio.com and send an email with your question to that, and I'll, and I'll cover that on a, a future show. And, of course, if you give me your information, I'll, I'll try to answer the question even from the email that you send me, which uh, would also be helpful. So, anyway, we've got a couple questions. That's what I want to do today is to cover several questions that we've had from listeners over the last couple of weeks. And it was interesting. A couple of them had to do with annuities and different types of questions about annuities. Another one had to do with the 401k and, and a Roth IRA that we had uh, several weeks ago as well. So we want to jump to it. So the first question, um, I typically mention at least the first name, but in this case I'm not going to because the name is unique enough. Somebody can figure out who it is, but we'll just use the initial S. So this is a, an email I got, uh, and he says, My Roth indexed annuity had its 10-year anniversary today. Now that I'm out from under the surrender period, I was thinking about transferring it to my T. Rowe Roth. He mentions your T. Rowe Price uh, Roth IRA. He's got an account there. What are your thoughts? Is it an easy process? I also have an annuity that's not in a Roth. If I want to get this out, is it just best to get it and pay any taxes or just leave it in there? The taxes should be minimal. Okay, so I was able to reply and ask some follow-up questions to make sure I understood what the situation was for S and before I tried to answer the question. So I think one thing listeners need to understand first is what is this surrender period? 
virtually every annuity. There are some no-load annuities that do not have surrender charges, and we use some of those in our firm to, to help get somebody out of uh, an expensive annuity into one that's very, very inexpensive with no surrender charges, no sales charges, and no back-end fees and front-end fees and all that. But the surrender charge is there for most annuities. And typically, the longer the period of the surrender charge period is, and the higher the percentage, the what I've seen is that the higher the commission amount that goes to the agent. Sometimes it's because they the insurance company has given you some guarantees and has said that we're going to pay you a, a higher amount, but you're going to have to leave it in there for a longer period of time. But for the most part, what I've seen, and you'll see the exact same annuity because I'm still a licensed insurance agent, and I, so I get a lot of information from insurance companies, and you'll see them offer the exact same annuity and different versions of it and the basic difference is that I've seen is that the longer the surrender charge, if you want to sell that, then they'll give you a higher commission. If you go to a three-year surrender charge, they're not going to pay you as much as they would if you if you let if you sold the client a an annuity with a 10-year surrender charge or a 15-year surrender charge. That's just the way that works because they can't afford to have to pay the insurance agent five, six, seven, eight, whatever it is percentage, and some of them are pretty high. And then have you turn around in a year or two and take it out because they, they, there's no way they can make enough money to help make up for that commission they paid to the agent. Now, you won't see that commission. That's something that's hidden unless you ask for it. And I know of people who have asked the agents for it, and the agent has gotten very upset about being asked about it, saying that the amount you see on your statements is net of all fees. Well, I don't care about that because I know that if the higher the commission is, the more stipulations and restrictions there are going to be on that account. You may not see it, but they're there. and you have, So you have to understand that they're there. So that surrender period is very important. And essentially, I would look at it as a guaranteed loss for however long that surrender period is. I know some people buy annuities because they they want to have that minimum guarantee or they want to have a, a product that does not go down when the market goes down but then participates in some form when the market goes up. But you have to remember that there are expenses and there are charges to that so that it you have to understand how all that works and that that surrender charge is there to, to help prevent you from taking it out early and if you do take it out early, then that's an expense to you. So if you take it out in four years and there's still a 5% surrender charge, that costs you 5%. And I hear people say often, I know the insurance agent says, well, you're not planning on touching this for five or ten years, are you? And they say, well, no, no, I'm not. So that, therefore, the surrender charge doesn't matter. Well, it does matter because it's built into the cost of that product. So you have to understand why it's there. So he's asking, his he had a... 10-year anniversary, and now that I'm out from under surrender charge, so his went 10 years, so he would have paid, uh, the commission would have been fairly high, I think, on that particular product. So now that he's wanting to transfer, it's in a Roth, so it's indexed annuity, which typically indexed annuity is one that will have a floor on it, so when the market goes down like it did a few weeks ago, uh, when it goes down a lot, well, that doesn't go down. Then when the market rebounds, well, it doesn't jump up like the, the market rebounds. And there's so many different features 
and little quirks and bells and whistles with annuities, it's sometimes, I think it's very hard to understand, for most people to understand, but but they are there, and you have to know that they are there. So to transfer it from a Roth, and he'd have to transfer it to a regular Roth. So he has a Roth at T. Rowe Price already, which is a no-load mutual fund company. So when you buy a mutual fund at some place like T. Rowe Price or Fidelity, uh, not all Fidelities, but Vanguard is another good example, then you don't have any upfront surrender charges that they charge you inside that investment. And and the fees are generally pretty reasonable on an annual basis as well, and you get professional management, professional diversification, and so forth. So he's had one for a while. So he's in. Um, I asked him how what his performance has been on the annuity that he has, and he really couldn't remember. It's hard to figure that out unless somebody unless they they calculate it for you, and they're probably not going to do that. But he thinks it's maybe three or four percent over that 10-year period, which is probably not bad for the indexed annuity. And I'm not, I don't know what the equivalent returns would have been because I don't know the time frame of what the, the returns would have been for a, a, a regular growth mutual fund during that same period of time. But I think typically you want to expect from an indexed annuity something more like bond-like returns. Don't expect it to give you Stock-like returns, no matter how much they talk about stock-like returns, in order for it to give you a situation where it's not going to go down when prices go, stock prices go down, they can't have it go up as much as stock prices go up. So typically, 3%, 4%, a lot of them have a cap at 4.5%, quarter percent that no matter what the stock market does in that year, you'll still be limited to that amount. So a lot of different things about these, and we'll talk some more about this after we get back from uh, from our break. So when uh, when we come back, we'll talk more about the the uh, situation he has with taking one that's not in an IRA, and and what's the tax consequences of moving something like that out of a an annuity into a Roth IRA that's not inside of a a Roth. Uh, Excuse me, it's not in a Roth at all. It's in just a regular brokerage account. And can we do that? Can we take an annuity that's a non-qualified annuity and switch it into something else that's not an annuity? And that's what he's asking me about. All right, so 877-235-9405 is the phone number to call if you're listening to us live. If you're not listening to us live, you can always send your question to Mike at TalkingMoneyRadio.com, and we'll pick that up on a future broadcast. I'll be back in just a little bit. Ronald Blue Trust is pleased to sponsor Talking Money. Ronald Blue Trust is a company with a vision to see individuals and families practicing biblical stewardship and experiencing freedom from economic fear, bondage, and conflict. They want their clients and their families to enjoy debt-free living, free to answer the call to ministry or whatever their passion is, feeling at peace with their investments and the way they are being professionally managed to help accomplish their financial objectives so they can focus on other aspects of their lives and help clients make wise financial decisions, live generously, and leave a lasting legacy. As a trust company, Ronald Blue Trust Advisors come alongside the next generation to help transfer your values and help you leave your lasting legacy. If you're a business owner, the Business Consulting Division can help you define your company's culture and, very importantly, then help convey that culture to the next generation of leaders in your company. Find out more about Ronald Blue Trust at ronblue.com or 1-800-588-7526. That's 1-800-588-7526. Now back to Talking Money. 
we're back with more of Talking Money. We're talking about Roth IRAs and annuities and the, the, the trouble it is, if any, about transferring a Roth indexed annuity to a regular Roth IRA at some place like T. Rowe Price. And so I didn't answer the question about the ease of process. And it's a fairly easy process. You, if you already have the account, of course, you don't have to worry about setting up that account. But then you have to uh, transfer the assets. So instead of trying to take the money out of the annuity and get a check and then, and then send the check back to T. Rowe Price or whomever the new custodian is, then you need to use one of their transfer um, forms. So you go online, get a transfer form, you fill that out, and they'll ask you they'll ask you for a copy of the statements. They'll ask you for uh, different things uh, that they need to to be able to transfer the account. So, and then once you once you fill in that form for them, then you go to the the company, and the company will then do the transfer for you. You don't have to do anything with it. It'll be a direct custodian to custodian transfer. Go directly from the insurance company to the new custodian that you have already an account with. If you don't have an account, of course, you want to set up those Roth IRA accounts first. Then, of course, you have to decide which one you want to, which investment of the myriad of investments that they have. He's in the retirement 2035 which means is essentially your plan on retiring in 2035. So in roughly 15 years, he would plan on retiring. And they they pick the allocation in that particular fund based on the risk that you should be taking when you're that age. So they, they, they tweak it as you get closer to that number and you stay in that same investment, then what you're going to have the investment company do, in this case T. Rowe Price, is they're going to start making it a more conservative portfolio as you get closer to retirement because they assume you're going to start taking money out of that. One of the disadvantages to those types of accounts is once you start taking distributions, if if the market happens to be down at the time, maybe like recently stocks were down but bonds were up and you needed to take your monthly distribution anyway, well, they're going to take a little bit of every investment. There are probably eight or ten different T. Rowe Price mutual funds inside that T. Rowe Price retirement 2035. Well, they're not going to look at it and say, okay, let me just take it out of the bond fund, which is up, and not the stock fund, which is down. It's going to take prorated out of all the different investments that are in there. So that's one of the disadvantages to that. So when it comes time to start taking money out of those, I recommend a lot, if it's somebody's not a client, of course, I'm going to recommend that they take some of that money and go ahead and take it out and put it into something, either a pure bond fund or, or even in a money market fund that's not, maybe not paying too much interest, but it's still not going to go down if the market goes down. You can pull your money out of that. So it takes three months, six months, maybe a year's worth of income need out and put it into a separate account. That would be a short-term bucket. And then you'll just take it out of there for the next year and let the retirement fund just do its thing and invest as as it normally would. And you're not worried about what whether or not it's taking funds out when something's down or something's up, that kind of thing. So the annuity that's not in a Roth. So he wants to get that out as well. And so that is a little different process. So if you've got an annuity that's, that's not in an IRA, not in a Roth or not in a traditional IRA, then it's a non-qualified annuity. The non-qualified annuity has a potential taxable event when you liquidate that contract. So if you put in $10,000 and you kept it for 10 years and it's now worth $12,000 or $13,000 and you liquidate it, 
even though you're going to put it back into another investment, then that $3,000, $2,000, $3,000 of gain becomes taxable income the year that you do that. So one of the ways to eliminate, or not eliminate, certainly never eliminate the taxes, but defer the taxes for the IRS standpoint is to do a 1035 tax-free exchange. When you do that kind of exchange, you your basis, your gain transfers from one contract to the next contract, and you don't pay taxes on it right then. It defers that gain a little longer. Uh, but then, of course, you're getting into another annuity. So if you get one into one of those other annuities that's very inexpensive, then then that's that's at least a better deal. Then you're not having the a new surrender charge. You're not having to pay a new commission. There's a lot less expenses, and there are some out there that are no-load uh, fixed and indexed annuities that are out there that you could use to replace this with. But if you want to go just to a regular account, then you have to pay the taxes on that first. So it depends what your tax bracket is, what the the new fund. There's some that you could transfer a fixed indexed annuity into a variable annuity, and that variable annuity would have investment options similar to what the T. Rowe Price would have. It's going to be a more expensive way to get the same type of investments, but it will at least defer the taxes. So it's an expensive way to do it, but it's less expensive from a tax standpoint. If you can take the money out and stay in a, in, in, let's say, essentially the same tax bracket you're going to be in when you were going to take the money out anyway, then you're really not much worse off. You've, you've, uh, for, uh, you didn't, you didn't get the benefit of having the tax deferral, the, the earnings on the, on the uh, taxes, the taxes on the earnings are not paid till later, so you get the benefit of kind of making money on the, what you would have paid in taxes. But if it's going to be a 12% tax bracket, that's not going to be too bad. So you pay the taxes and you put it into the new fund, and, and o- over time, then if it's a less expensive way to invest and you're getting the same or a little higher return, that's going to be better off for you long term. But to, to avoid the taxes completely, you would need to do a, a 1035 exchange to do one from one annuity to another. You could even do a, a life insurance policy to annuity. We've done those before to, to where you uh, avoid the gain or you defer the gain a little bit uh, longer because you keep it in the same type of contract. So then whenever you take it out, and you got to remember what your basis is, and we'll talk about this after the break, know what your basis is because you and or your heirs, your loved ones, the beneficiaries, are going to end up having to pay the the money on the the taxes on that gain, whatever that might be for that period of time. So you got to be really, really careful with that. So that was um, S's question about a Roth IRA, Roth indexed annuity, moving it to a regular uh, indexed annuity. So watch out for the surrender charges. Uh, Be careful if you're working with an agent who says, yes, I can put you into this other one and we've got uh, other money that we can add to the account because it's a little bonus at the front end. You know, that's got to, that's got to cost somebody somewhere sometimes. So you really want to be really, really, really careful with that. And especially if they tell you, well, you don't pay any commissions. That gets paid by the marketing budget of the insurance company. Well, I just wouldn't do business with somebody like that. That's just a, that's so deceitful that I think it doesn't, um, it's not somebody you want to work with because that's not the case. Uh, if you, if you, if if you did not invest that money in that annuity, then there's not going to be anything there to pay that agent with. So he's got to get the money from you, the insurance company does, and then they're going to take part of your money and give it to that agent. 
and he gets all of his money up front as opposed to the way the way our work and our firm works at Ronald Blue Trust. I mean, we charge, we don't have any any commissions on front end, big front end fees. We take the money, we start investing it, we charge a fee per year. And if you want to get out after six months or a year, you just get out. Whereas if you make a mistake with an annuity and don't get the right one, then it's going to be more difficult and very expensive to get out of that. So I, I like to think of it as a very expensive way to get a guarantee. There are other ways to get guarantees, I think, that are much, much better. And, and one of the things you have to keep in mind is that you might avoid the guarantee of fluctuation or the, the risk of fluctuation in your account. But that could expose you to another risk, which is the risk of a loss of purchasing power and not keeping up with the cost of living in your account. Because just like if you put everything in a CD or put everything in a treasury, if you get too conservative with something and inflation is, is higher than what you're earning, then you're going backwards. Now, if your account's high enough, that won't matter because you can still live off the, the money whether you had any earnings or not. And that's certainly something you want to keep in mind. But and but why are you investing the money? Is it for you, for your potential long-term needs, or is it for the, the, the children? You really don't think you'll spend it, and it's something that they'll do. Uh, they'll spend long time after you're gone, and and that's really why you're investing it for your kids or maybe for even your your grandkids. So we got to wrap things up here for this part of the program. But of course, if you have any questions or would like to learn more about any of the topics that I've covered on the program today, you can always reach out to your financial advisor, your CPA, your tax attorney, whoever your professional is. Now we believe, however, it's very important to work with an advisor who shares your values and your biblical worldview. So for more information, you can always call me, Mike Miller, at 800-588-PLAN. That's 800-588-7526. Or you can send an email to mike at talkingmoneyradio.com. That's mike at talkingmoneyradio.com. And, of course, you can always ask a question uh, right at that same email. So if you got a question, some burning question, you want to talk to somebody who's not trying to sell you something, then that's that's what you want to – that's that's a good place to to uh, ask that question, and we'll, we'll do the best we can to answer that question for you. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time for the next Talking Money.